A listener writes, I hear so much about the importance of communication in the home. Is communication really all that important? And if so, tell me why. Well, you'd better believe it is. And there's a good biblical reason why. In Ephesians 4, verse 25, we read this. Laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you, with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. You know how Paul continually uses the figure of the body to demonstrate the relationship between Christians and the relationship between Christians not only in the church but in all of their relationships in the home, as husband and wife, uh, father and child, mother and child, and at business, a slave and master, and so on. Well, here he begins a discussion that ultimately gets into those more personal relationships in the next chapter. But here he's talking about the conditions for Christian relationships, for Christian functioning one with another within any organization, whether it's the organization of the church itself or whether it's the organization of the home. Notice the phrase that grows out of this figure of the body, we are members of one another. You know, the idea of being part of the same body and members of that body who together function in harmony so that one is responsible for the other and what benefits one benefits the other. All of that is in this phrase, members of one another. The concept of corporate responsibility is clearly manifested in those words. For instance, if uh, you're thinking about uh, a head in a body and an arm in a body and some legs in a body functioning together, the head, let's say, sends messages into the body. And uh, the messages that the body uh, has are not truthful messages, or uh, the truth is, is hindered uh, in some way from uh, being received by one of the members of the body. So the, t the various members of the body don't function together according to truth. Let's say the hand uh, reaches around to pull the chair out and the knees bend so that the body can sit down. Well, that's a, a very uncoordinated kind of response. And yet that's exactly what we see happening in the church and that we see happening in Christian relationships all the time and that we see happening in the home. Now, you see, here is the problem. Wives who clam up do not communicate to their husbands what husbands need to know in order to function well in that home with their wives. You see, that's the point that he's making. Neighbors, that is, those who are close to one another, need truth, need adequate amounts of truth about all of those questions that have to do with the mutual functioning of one with another in the organization of the home, the church, or whatever it may be. Unless all of the members have all of the truth that's necessary to make all of the decisions that involve all of the persons in that home, it's impossible to function well. Let's say a child, a teenager, uh, simply does not function in the home well, and he wonders why his parents are always saying no. 
One of the main reasons is because they don't know what's going on in his mind. They don't know what he's thinking. They don't know what his ideas, his goals, his purposes are. And so they make their decisions on the basis of inadequate or inaccurate or false information. Maybe they suspect things about him, which are quite wrong. Maybe they get their information about him from the general information about teenagers that they read in the newspapers or they see about on television, all of which represents teenagers as a group of people who are ready to split their parents' heads with a, a meat cleaver every other day. And maybe he isn't at all like that, but they're afraid and they're concerned and they're worried because he never tells them what he's thinking or what he's really like inside. So they don't have enough truth, enough truth to make good decisions about that teenager. And so when he comes and says, may I go to such and such a place, mom or dad goes, don't, please don't ask to go there. Don't ask to go with those people. And so he gets a frozen no. And the reason why that frozen no comes is not because they uh, really are uh, so concerned about that place or so concerned about him because of the truth about that place or the truth that they know about him, but because they don't know about him and they don't know what that place is like, he hasn't told them. If he's just a shadow in the background and that only emerges at meal times, or he's just a shadow at the background from which an arm comes out and a hand reaches out to grab the family, uh, key, the keys to the family car, and that's about all that the, uh, the dimension that he has in the home, it's obvious that he's not communicating the kind of data that the parents need in order to make good decisions about him, and indeed, even to give him the kinds of things that he wants to do. Teenagers are extremely foolish when they don't speak the truth, speak all the truth that's necessary for all the parties in the home to function well with one another. And the same is true of a husband and wife. When wives clam up or when husbands sit there inarticulate night after night reading their newspapers and watching TV and hardly saying a word about what they're thinking or what they care about or what their desires or concerns are, this breeds difficulty and trouble in the home. People must take time to communicate. They must take care in communicating to be sure that that communication is accurate and full. They must be willing to answer questions and to dig in in discussion of matters that are of importance to everyone in the home. A home, just like any other organization, where members of the same body must function together, a home can be coordinated, the parts of the body can be coordinated only when they operate on the basis of information, truthful information available to all, information that is essential to making good decisions and working in harmony. So the answer that you need is right there in Ephesians 4:25. Perhaps your home is a mess. Perhaps there isn't much communication there. We prepared a little pamphlet that might be of use to you, might be of real help in getting that home out of that mess. It's called, What Do You Do When Your Marriage Goes Sour? If you'd like a free copy of this, simply write, and now as we close this broadcast, let me say this to you. There are some things that right now you know you need to say to others in your home. There are some things right now that you know that you need to express. You haven't told anybody about them, and yet you know that they're not able to make good decisions because you've kept it in your heart. You talk to God about it first. You say to him, Lord, 
these are going to be hard things to say to my husband, to my family, to my parents, to my children, to my neighbors, but I know I've got to say them. Lord, give me the grace and the strength to do it. Then set a time, make an appointment if necessary. Get the full ear of the other person and tell them you're sorry that you've sinned against them by not giving them the information they needed and then give it to them. You'll begin to draw closer than ever before. Lord, help us in this, for it is not easy. We pray in Christ's name, amen.